Good morning, Edward Koffeltz. Happy Tuesday. Annie, I like starting Tuesday off with a good affirmation like that. Well, you've got it. You've got it. I'll I'm tell ready. you. I'll tell you what's true. Today, this Tuesday is stronger than the wag. Oh boy, Ooh. this Tuesday is stronger <laughs> than the ragweed that's affecting your face. It is. I have. I'm just a slobbery mess of allergies this morning. Yeah. Now I do like the way my voice sounds in my own ears for a podcast. This uh, is yeah. this is prime time podcasting voice. <laughs> just a little bit deeper. Right. If I'm going to do activist welcome, you know, and I'm going to do my little line at the beginning and do the whole thing, this is the voice I want. Oh, okay. Not, not like 3 p.m. like, hey, everybody, what's going on? I've got my afternoon voice. Yeah, you, know, your you, voice you really desire to be, uh, to sound serious. I, well, present. Oh, oh, deeper the voice, the more present you are? Well, activist voice isn't actually deeper, it's slower. And I don't stutter unless I'm deep into my own thought and then I just don't edit it out. Wow. Activist is supposed to be, I'm serious. Next, yeah. Ser- like we're, we're about to talk about some really deep stuff. So I can't just be like, pew, pew, hey, what's up, everybody? Let's talk about <laughs> racism. Um, sure. So it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more present, a little mo- bit more measured. Okay. It, it used to be deeper though. And I was like, you've got to not have two different voices. Because it used to be like back in the day, I thought everybody had to be in PR. Sure. Well, you're like, come on, dude. You're right. You're you, no matter what. It's just sometimes you're making jokes and sometimes you're not. So just don't make jokes this time. Okay, great. Okay. Okay. Well, so so you should really record some intros and outros today for a new activist. I really should. You are always you, but that's because both of your shows are always you. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't have a different cadence for that sounds fun that I do for Annie and Eddie that I do for Insta stories. I mean, I get serious sometimes, but I'm, I'm pretty much always Annie. I don't, I don't know how to do that thing you do. Yeah. I think I'm always me. That thing you do. Hold on. Oh my, ladies and gentlemen, the Oneaters. Oh gosh. Wonders. (laughs) Oh, such a great movie. When he, when the drummer, I forget his name in the Um, movie, but what? I don't remember his name in the movie there hears his uh, the song on the radio and they all start running towards is it the the store the yeah, whole band runs store to the appliance store and his girlfriend Kay, i think uh-huh, maybe they're all run in there and they're just turning on and they're just screaming turning on I, all the radios in the appliance store oh just loving it and listening to their own song it's like the only time in my life i've felt like ah i get it i get what it must be like for a band to make it that was such a great movie i thought oh i get it i get what it felt like to be in the 60s that's what oh, I thought. Totally, I thought, totally, oh, totally, this is totally. what it's like is you just went running to the same place where totally. you thought there'll be a lot of radios there and we'll turn them all on to the Oneaters. <laughs> the Oneaters. Oh, the bass player. When the ba- when he does, when he has to go off and yes. he, when he decides to go into the military. Yes. Oh, what a great scene. He's uh, such yeah, an interesting guy. A great, great movie. I'm at a show in, okay. I'm going to need your help with this because I don't remember any of my nouns or any of the names. And I know that it's not a great podcast story, but it, I've already started. Sure. But I, so I need to finish it now. Go for it. Right. There are a couple of characters in the band, The Wonders. There yeah. is the drummer, who's kind of the main character. Right. There is. Is it the guitar player, the guy with the blonde hair? Um. Yes. In real life. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm Googling it so that we he can looks really like Jeremy it. Renner, but he's not Jeremy Renner. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to pull it up. Oh, could I? Type it correctly one time. 
Yes, I love it. Okay. <laughs> so that guy, does he have a name? Do we know? Uh, Tom Everett Scott is the main is guy. The dr- is the drummer? Yes. Yep. Um, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yep. I'm at a show in Gainesville, Florida, and looked to my left when I was in college, and there was Steve Zahn, and it was mid. It was like straight wonders time. It was like <laughs> that thing you do time, and we were smitten because oh, it's I'm like sure. you see him, and you're like, oh my gosh. My favorite fictional band is watching a real band play. Yeah. We were smitten. And then you look back at it. And you're like, well, I think that was my highest, <laughs> my biggest A-level celebrity. Uh-huh. Right? B-level celebrity. What's yes. your biggest A-list that you've ever seen in person? I'll tell you a different story. Um, I sure. <laughs> Wait a yes and. When Except I decided to join a different show. Yes and. Yes. And I, when I lived in Scotland, so my favorite all-time band is Mumford & Sons. There's no one close. Yeah. There's no, there's not like all time, all time favorite band. Even historic. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Dolly and Reba, but I'm talking bands and they are not a band. They are individual artists. Mm -hmm. Yes. All time favorite band, Mumford and Sons. I am living in Scotland about it, about nine years ago. And, you know, we're six or seven hours ahead at the time. It was in January. And I get, start getting pictures on my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. And because it is six or seven o'clock in the morning in Scotland, in Edinburgh, it is midnight ish in Nashville. And I hand to heaven, 10 of my friends are at a house party with everyone from Mumford and Sons Gosh, where they are playing. Uh, They just have their guitars and they're sitting around and playing. Oh, gosh. I need you to know. (laughs) You can imagine my FOMO as well as I have it. Homesick. Oh, Annie. I stayed in bed the whole day. I also burned myself in the shower that day because oh. their um their showers dials are different than ours. And oh. it takes a little more finagling for an American, not for a British person. They know what they're doing, but for an American, it I didn't uh, I'd only been there a week. It's and, it's like trying to sink a submarine with those things. Oh, You've got a man. lot of little widgets and yes, things to move around. Yes. So burned myself in the shower. All my friends are at a house party with Mumford and Sons. And so I stayed in bed all day and I watched Downton Abbey on my computer because I was like, I oh, don't want that's to an upside. anybody. Yeah. So oh, that's my, cl- that's my nearest that is... best encounter. But I was, sta- I think oh. I've told you this before that there, I was at a, um, at a venue one time after a Mumford and Show's concert. It was like the after party that I had gotten wind that where they would be. And so a friend and I went. And I was standing right beside Marcus Mumford and I wouldn't talk to him. Have I told yeah, you that yeah. story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't want to wreck it. I don't want to be friends. Yeah, I don't want to wreck it. That, but but that's my, when people tell about like, oh, I saw the most famous person ever. I'm always like, I laid in bed uh, and cried. Uh, and all my friends were at a house party with Mumford and Sons. Oh, that is really painful. Thank you even, for understanding. Even if you're not a massive fan, like even if you're just a halfway fan uh-huh. and you're like, oh, I, I like those songs. To be at a private house show uh-huh. with a band of that caliber uh-huh. is a once in a lifetime experience. Right. And they were already at that caliber. You know, like right, right. they weren't, they, I mean, they're huge now, but they were already. I just meant that like musical ability. Like to yes. see someone yes, like yes. that in that kind of venue isn't just a, right. it's a rare gift in the right. world ever. Oh, Annie, that is painful. Can I tell you my, mo- my most painful one? Yeah, if I've of shared course. it, stop me. I won't. Uh, well, I think I may have shared it like on the show that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. we're about, I, I've got, we've got plenty of material left, but if, but we need to give each other loop back permission. Sure. Um, Bree and I are in New York 
going to comedy club, doing just like a New York vacation, and we go to the comedy cellar. And I'd done my research. I know what show is typically kind of the drop-in show, what's the lame show that nobody wants to go to. So we go to a good, I think we're at a Saturday night show, not the late, late show, but the middle show. Mm-hmm. Great show. Saw Judah Freelander, uh, saw Mark Marin. I think that may have been LA. Either way, we just saw a great show at the comedy club. Mm-hmm. And I was very satisfied. We leave, come up the steps of the comedy cellar, and we're on our way out. And I see a couple people around. And I'm like, well, this is a good vibe. Because there's always, yeah. there's no green room at the cellar. Sure. So whoever's playing or going to play is around. So I see Judah Freelander afterwards. Do you know who he is? No. Uh, wore the, uh, on 30 Rock, wore the silly hats all the time. Oh, the, sure. Sure, sure, sure. And sweet guy. Really liked his character in 30 Rock. Spoke to him for a few minutes. Very gracious person. Sure. I mean, just it, very cool guy and did a great set. So I got to talk to him for a bit. And I see people, I see kind of an energy around. And I'm like, what is? Hmm. But we're like, we're on our way. I see in the distance, uh, Zashir Zameda. Uh, she was on SNL. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Uh, go in the distance, go home, get back to our hotel, do our thing. And uh, turns out Chappelle uh, was showing up and oh, wow. had come in moments after we left and did the whole night and did oh, a full taking over full for set. the whole. Now, people can say what they want about Dave Chappelle, and I realize that he has very controversial topics, and I am not recommending his stand up. Sure. But if you are a stand up fan, he is one of the current and maybe all time legends of stand up. He has kind of redefined how stand up. And he, we were that close. It was, wow. I would have seen Chappelle do a whole night. Oh, I still think your Mumford and Sons story, it's a little bit more heartbreaking. I wanted to try to join with you and I still feel no, sadder about I your am, story. Well, I am sad for you because of how much you love stand-up. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I, I get it. That's Scotland. terrible. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were feet away. I was countries away. Yeah. So maybe yeah. yours is more painful because you could have seen him. Like maybe if I had just gone north up the street instead of south. That's right. I would have walked by him. That's it right. was that kind of like. And I would have had to take a plane. You would have had to take a plane. Yeah. yeah. I will never yeah. regret living in Scotland. But that day, I really that was, was sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, we have one hot topic that we promised we'd hit today. <laughs> so we got a really, really yeah. deep dive into breakfast tacos versus breakfast burritos. Yeah. Are we going to stand on two sides of this long-standing uh, debate? I pray that we don't because I need your help with this. <laughs> okay. A lot. And okay. Let me preface because I think what you're about to say is significantly more interesting than what I'm going to share. And I don't oh, want. I don't know if that's I don't true. want. I don't want. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of reading the moment here. Here's the thing. At the five spot in Seattle, okay. probably a decade and a half ago, I had my first breakfast burrito. Okay. It blew my mind. Blows my mind. I know. I can't believe that finally all of the best things have come together in a moment. Totally. Who, breakfast food's the best. Burritos, Mexican, all it's all the best. And they put it together. Yes. Now, Five Spot is a very good restaurant. They also have a rotating menu. So you, if you fall in love with, say, a breakfast burrito there and you go back a month later, it may not be there. They have new wonderful things. Can so, you tell me what and, was on your breakfast burrito? regular it was just your basic like eggs some sort of meat plenty of spices the right cheese here's the problem annie okay i have ordered breakfast burritos many times in my life since then 
as it turns out, it's not that easy to make a good one. Sure. Sometimes they're just full of all eggy. Egg, just so it's egg. just like this egg and flour thing. Yeah. Making a good breakfast burrito, as it turns out, is really hard. And so when I said, it's my rosebud, I'm searching. I cannot get a breakfast burrito that I like, but I know it's my favorite breakfast thing. Oh, man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Have you been and able to make... I'm feeling this with you. Have you been able I'm, to make one that tastes close to what you had in no, Seattle? No. I oh, can't make you need it to call that exciting restaurant. enough. I can't make it vibrant enough. I can't make the ratio right. It's Or it's too cheesy or it's too meaty. A breakfast burrito... And then I think the one in Seattle, they pressed it at the end. So it had sure. kind of that like crunchy the shell was soft and it was crunchy here's what i'm gonna say i know there's great breakfast burritos and when we start to travel again i'm going to that's i'm gonna seek them out in I'm, the city I'm that i'm in i'm just asking our friends in seattle to help us solve this surely right. somebody knows someone who works at the five spot and that what you say it's called yeah yeah surely <laughs> somebody knows someone who works at this five spot and can tell us about so you're saying there may they may offer like four breakfast burritos you're saying the one that blew you away was the regular one it wasn't like the argentinian burrito you don't remember mm -hmm. ordering a different word mm -hmm. no i just remember ordering a breakfast burrito but what i'm saying is i don't think they have four i'm saying it was on the menu for a while which means that whatever chef was there she just decided like oh we do breakfast burritos this month got it part of the deal with the five spot is they rotate seasonally their food, so, sure. So there's a chance they've never had it on the menu again. It's right. just I happen to show up and find this beautiful, enchanted land of breakfast burrito, and now here I am. Right. But you were talking about something different, so I wanted to just lay my no. breakfast burrito cards on the table. That and is, now no, I think that's amazing. <laughs> I, I think you and I have for sure talked about this, that there is one soup from the Sky Club in Se <gasps> also in Seattle. Annie. Eddie, we both have missing foods in Seattle. <laughs> What's the Sky Club soup? The Delta Sky Club. It's a Thai tomato <laughs> basil. And I need you to know that I have, every time I go to the Sky Club, I ask anyone who works there if they have seen it again or if they have the recipe. I have called Delta. I have called other Sky Clubs. I, my assistant and I ask every time we go into a Sky Club if they have ever had the Thai tomato basil soup. No one can find it. It's like it Annie. never existed except this one time in March of 2018. 18. Yes, March of 2018. Annie, we've unlocked a portal. I have yet another food to tell you about. Oh, my gosh. Go. It's uh, Great Harvest Bakery, which is a small sure. bakery chain around the country. Yep. Maybe we have them down. I have one five minutes from me. They used to be. I only thought they were in one place. It turns yeah. out they were a chain. I did, too. But Actually, growing up, I thought it was like our local bread place. A, nope. Right. Which... Great, great job on them. Right. Because it great feels marketing like on their part. Yeah. When you walk in, they're like, hey, you want a slice of bread? And they give you like bread. Yes. I had a blueberry, blueberry lemon slice of bread that I ate the slice and was like, okay, I want all of that. Uh -huh. Just give me. Sure. At a great harvest in Seattle, Annie. And I have asked oh at every great harvest. <laughs> we lived by a great harvest, a great harvest in Kentucky. They they were like, we've never been, this isn't even in our corporate recipes. Oh. We don't have a blueberry lemon bread. And Brie and I both had it. We there we have been to Great Harvest. Great Harvest does not know about the, the something happened at this Seattle Great Harvest. What? And they had blueberry lemon bread and we had it one time. So just to recap, five spot. <laughs> Here's burrito. the missing foods in Seattle. Thai 
Yep. What was it? Thai tomato soup. Tomato basil soup. Yep. From the Delta Sky Lounge. Also in Seattle. At the airport in Seattle. Yep. And blueberry lemon bread from the Great Harvest. I'm stopping at my Great Harvest today and asking for blueberry lemon bread. I'm just going to see what they say. I'm going to hey. try to find I'm I'm going to try to solve it because I want to model for our friends listening that we should jump into this for each other. Right. So I'd <laughs> like us all to be on high alert for these oh. three missing foods. Oh. There are some important mysteries to be solved in this world. Now, the Sky Club one is what really vexes me because the Great Harvest I kind of get because each Great Harvest is, as I found out through talking to them a bunch, they're still corporately own, corporately managed but privately owned so franchised S- franchise but a, but it. they still have the freedom like a starbucks barista can't just make her own drink they've got to do what starbucks says but great harvest can just they can come in and make a recipe right they can find out something look get a local something and they have the autonomy to do that yep as does the five spot so i a little bit get those because I just happened to cross paths with the right chef at the right time. Sure. The Delta Sky Lounge is what vexes me because there is nothing more systematized than travel and the ancillary services around travel. Okay, except a Sky Lounge. No, the Sky Clubs have their own chefs as well. Oh, my Lord. Especially the big, big ones. Like, you know, the smaller ones like Nashville doesn't. But the big, big ones that are hubs... They like you can see the picture of the chef who's cooking and who's created the recipe. So so it is actually probably not that different than the it is different than the five spot. It is not that different than uh, Great Harvest because that guy may have just made that soup while he was there and then he leaves and they don't have the recipe. Oh, my Lord. I know. I've Googled it. I mean, I, I need you to know I've done everything I knew to do. Now, My the blessing <laughs> of this moment is someone's going to find these three things for us because we mm. have a large collection of people listening from Seattle. They are yeah. one of our cities. But, I mean, yeah. We, we just do you know help. I lived in Seattle for two years? No. Why? Were you all married? Yeah. Uh, we we uh, So, Brianne went to grad school there while we were- Before the girls? Not, oh, yeah. Before we were married. So we both finished undergrad. Then she went to grad school at Seattle Pacific to study marriage and family therapy. We weren't like, and we dated long distance. And I stayed in Florida. And that is as long just, distance as you can do- go in the lower forty-eight. My goodness, it was, and no FaceTime. There was no such thing. So it was all phone. Right. But I loved it. It was great. Um, and so when. I don't have to go through the whole, but there was a point sure where we were do. like, well, where do we go? Because then we get married. We live in Kentucky while I do grad school. And then after Kentucky, we we're like, well, where do we go? We thought, well, we know a lot of people in Orlando, but not really ready to move back there yet. And we both love Seattle. We're like, well, let's just go there. So we moved out to Seattle for two years just because I'm. it is the best. Seattle is the absolute best. Really? I mean, I'm not trying to do like throw shade on other cities. Well, I sure. also, no one's offended. No one's offended. I, I also have been to Portland, the best. L.A., absolutely nothing better. Brooklyn, there's a million cities that I would say are that. But Seattle, oh, I love Seattle so much. And it is the coolest city. It's the mix, perfect mix of everything. And it does not surprise me that the foods that we have just we, that we long for. Yes. The cup of coffee that I try to make every morning uh-huh. is 
a terrible knockoff of coffee that I had in Seattle. Wow. Of a, 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 a an Americano that I got from Vivace on oh. a rainy morning. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I that is the cup of coffee that all coffee is measured against. It is no surprise. Seattle just has taste. They are they have great stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I did not know you lived there. That's cool. Oh, I loved it. Two Out years. By, by Green Lake. Such a sweet place. Okay. Loved, so glad I lived there. Great. I had no idea. <laughs> great. I know. I'm like, that's so cool. I did not know y'all did that. Two years is a long time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's right. hoping everyone can help us. I would love to find those things. I, uh, yeah, I would, I would uh, you can't know how much, and you know how I, I can always remember, this is so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. This is how real life goes. But my assistant Eliza and I will always talk about that soup and we can always remember the date because of who I was seeing, the man I was seeing at the time, because we were asking him on text, have you ever had this soup? Because he would travel for his job some too. And so I just remember very clearly, oh no. Spring of 2018. I know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly oh. when and where. <laughs> oh, this was like a gentleman caller. Yes, like, yes, this yes. Was like, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So that's isn't that funny. Annie, that's really funny. I okay. know. Um, well, the but, reason I bring up breakfast yes. burritos and tacos is because 20 minutes later. No, no, no. To your point. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. <laughs> is I am th- I am such a huge fan of breakfast burritos and tacos. I'm not, I don't find it to be a valley between the two that shall never meet i think no i think you said it perfectly where breakfast food meets mexican food is where the two best things have found each other yes yes yes. just no question so the, there's a brand so nashville has never had breakfast tacos really until i've never had a breakfast taco i oh. only know it as a theory of what you're saying but i'm one million percent into it yeah. and i am ready to commit right now that it's my favorite breakfast food yeah even nah. i've never had it because like, you, <laughs> you know if this is done well yes this is everything we've been waiting for that is what i'm saying to you there's a new place here called ladybird taco that so, opened during covid god bless them how god impressive them. and they home make hand make their own uh tortillas dear lord the guy who made the recipe he so it's they're texans and he is gluten intolerant so he has learned to make literally perfect tortillas by feel and smell and having Mm. other people taste them he worked on the recipe for three years eddie annie there are (laughs) a number of stories of chefs who have lost their taste buds Uh and who have lost like significant abilities to enjoy food for different reasons like smell taste who end up being amazing chefs because they have to rely on these crazy abilities through so the fact that this guy is able to do this both surprises me and not at all like what an amazing thing he's able to do right that's and, nuts and you when you come to and also well let me finish one sentence at a time when you yeah. come to Nashville we are going to go to Ladybird because it is it has solved my problem in life it solved my problem in life it, they have they're only open eight to two five days a week oh perfect so you're only getting breakfast and lunch tacos but you can have breakfast tacos all day eggs bacon and cheese. Or my favorite is like a potato, black bean, uh, salsa, and avocado. Bingo. Uh, yeah. I'm I telling needed you, man. a vegetable in the end of that sentence. Yes. It, there needed to be something yes. to like balance out that whole profile. And you can get queso or guacamole at 8 a.m. if you need it. If you need it. 
Which Who doesn't you need do. it? You do. Yeah. If somebody doesn't order queso or guacamole, I hope yeah. they get escorted out. So I'm just exactly. So I'm just I. This is not a commercial for Ladybird. This is purely a man breakfast. Why taco. not? Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> if you're gonna have them, come here. We we right, did right, we did right. a 20 minute commercial for Seattle proper. So <laughs> <laughs> just move to Seattle. <laughs> I I have just been wanting to tell you how much Ugh. I love breakfast tacos for I've moved that from my list. I can now cross it off as we go, but I've moved that from my list three times now from list to list to list just to say you do it better. You do an electronic list. I write it in my planner, so I have to move things. I appreciate your analog lifestyle though. I always want to, but I cannot do it. I can't. I've tried, but I can't. Yeah, I do have some, I'm probably six months into being back to real deal analog. Yeah. Uh, the thing I worry is that there are some things that I wrote down and didn't cross off four weeks ago that I have forgotten about that you would still mm. see on your list. Oh, yeah. So that's my only concern about being analog. But I have certainly enjoyed um, having a planner. Yeah, I've enjoyed writing it all down. Yeah. What my work from home, though, thing, because I've worked from home for years, sure. is there is a I do have a whiteboard in the office where uh -huh. I will write a to-do list for myself, uh -huh. but it's a work to-do list that once I leave the room, I can't access it anymore. So our quarantine, I still call it the TSF quarantine thoughts, sure. but our, <laughs> our list I keep on my phone because who knows, I'm just on a walk and something strikes me as sure. interesting or funny and I want to write it there, yeah. but I keep my analog list about work in the office so that I can walk away from it. I think that's really smart. I mean, when I was full-time at home for March, April, and May, on my, I would close the door to the guest room where, where I'm sitting yeah. currently and recording where we, where I would do most of my work. I would literally close the door every day and yeah. put anything like my computer, all that stuff in here and close the door so that then I also had my life. Yeah. I need there to be a lot of miles between my office and my home and I need to figure out how to make those miles, even if it's. <laughs> yeah. One, even if it's just a closed foot. door. That's exactly yeah, right. The space of the width of a door. That's very smart, Eddie. That's really smart. That kind of boundary. Um, here's the last thing on my list oh, that sure. I would like. I'm going to bring this up. It's not the last thing on the list forever, but I think it's just worth five minutes. Sure. I think it's helpful that I'm not bringing it up at the beginning of the show because I'm going to say this, then let you just laugh at me, and then I'll just stop recording. Oh, sure. Uh, so we're in North Carolina. So Brian and I are in North Carolina. Okay. And with the kids, and it was a couple months ago, sure. and Bree and I are on this great day-long hike. Kids are with the grandparents. Bree and I got, went on a long, long hike. Beautiful day. Uh, about three-quarters of the way into the hike, bear up ahead on the trail. Oh. Big bear. Now, every bear is big. It's like saying, what kind of car did you get hit by? Nobody asks, was it a Geo Metro? <laughs> yeah, was it an it's Escalade? just a big car right. that hit you and this is just a big bear okay bear wise this was in the i would say it was in the lower third size of bears but still big enough that i cared also i want to say it was up ahead on the trail maybe 30 yards in reality i had to squint to make sure i knew it was a bear okay so i being me <laughs> reach <laughs> behind me for my knife of which i am carrying a small do you know what a gerber knife is no it's just like one of those little knives that like folds up into a uh like a little um like pair of pliers and it's got like 20 different tools on it it's oh, just okay. sort of like a, like a swiss, swiss kind of like a swiss army, army knife sure. yeah except it's got a pair of pliers that are a little more prominent okay so i reach for that and and at this point in my head i'm fully committed to what i'm doing but also 
should be making fun of myself because one, the bear is generously 75 yards away, does not even know where around <laughs> still, and it's walk, yeah. walking on its way and is fine. And I've seen a million bears while hiking Two, if the bear came towards me with me having that Gerber knife out that I, the amount of damage it wouldn't do would be comical to that bear. That bear would literally look at that knife and go like, no, 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 I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. So I have this little tiny knife out and three that I think I'm going to fight this thing is all I'm going to do is run away and scream. Like, oh my there's gosh. All, maybe, maybe pee myself. I, there's no way <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm prepping to do. And so I begin to make fun of myself. So for the last, uh, I don't know, month, I've been on a search for the world's best survival knife. Oh, now. Okay. So now we need to survive. Right. And okay. so now I think if I'm ever in that situation again, I need to be able to reach behind me for something that is a little bit more substantial. Okay. I have. Uh, uh, and so I have researched this to. It's the obsession of research that I really like. Yeah, that you I do. Have, yeah. I have found the knife that has been issued to the U.S. Marine Corps since <sighs> World War II. Oh. And I'm pretty, pretty set on this being the knife, right? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm talking to a friend who I work with who Because you just like very... really want to have one with you all the time? Yeah. I, I think I like the process of research more than I like it. But no, not all the time, because here's the problem. So I reach out to my buddy who is, we worked together at IJM, uh, deep in the military. He was high up in the military. I said, okay. hey, did you have to carry this knife? He's like, no, we did. I did not carry oh. that knife. <laughs> uh, and he was like, I think we got one as like a gift uh -huh. at some point, but it was like a dress thing. He's like, but no, we don't carry around these kind of knives. I'm like, really? Because all the marketing says that this is the yeah. knife that like y'all carry around. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, the knife that I'm super into, I would need a concealed weapon permit. To <gasps> You're be able to lying to me. It's that <laughs> much of a knife. It's a seven inch blade with another four inches of handle. It would be a foot. Oh, that's a off, foot long. Yes. Hanging off the back of my belt. I'm telling you, Annie, I was clicks away from owning this. And then you realized you had to have a conceal and carry. Yeah. And then I just realized I needed to say this so that you can just know. I don't know what this says about me that you need to know this. Yeah. But there was something in me that was just like, go ahead. You can make fun of me for this. No, I'm not going to make fun of you for that. <laughs> I don't find that make funable. I, f I think it is very interesting how uh, that you would want to carry that that around. It It is. But not normally. Not like right now. I'm sitting at a podcast. Sure, desk. sure, sure. <laughs> just when you're but, hiking. I guess, but also when I really think about it, it seems like kind of a big thing to be hauling around. And yeah. in years and years and years and years and years of hiking, I've come up on a few bear. Most of them are 75 to 100 yards away. Yeah. All of them could care less about me. Yeah, because none of them of are them, black bears. They're all brown bear. Or which are, one of them's dangerous and one of them's not, right? Well, they're all dangerous if at the right time, but sure. they're all not dangerous also at the right time. <laughs> sure. Which is point. stay away, don't provoke. If they're running towards you, you know, they're you make the noise and do the thing. But 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 either way, I I mean, I just don't know what it is about me that makes me feel like that would have been like the amount of time it took me before I started to laugh at myself and go, hey, maybe you're obsessing here. I don't. Is, yeah, I, I think you're making far more fun of yourself than any of us are going to make fun of you. Because I think 
I'm, maybe we don't know how much time you put into it, but I'm just kind of like, okay, you really wanted a big knife and then you decided not to get one. All right. You see, you're a better person. You're a, you, I just, I, I don't, I think you're kinder to me very, than I, I yeah, have to be. I, don't, I think that's very normal. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I don't think it's wrong. I do think it is. There is just something funny to me, though, that ultimately the knife that I was like, I want to, I started off with like, man, I'd like a little better, sturdier pocket knife. It ended up having to be one that the U.S. military did not carry that I had to sure. have a concealed weapons permit sure, for. Sure, 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 that sure, was, sure. That I was the that. thing between a knife that probably is best suited for cutting a little bit of twine. Yeah. And, you know, using the fingernail, attached fingernail clipper if you yes, need it or whatever. Yes to literally rambo how's the Ram- handle only four inches long but the but the blade is seven how, how does it fold in like that doesn't fold fixed blade i'm sorry That's- so it's always open <laughs> so eddie you just you just wanted to buy a knife not even like a pocket knife or i mean you can you have those in your yeah. kitchen yeah yeah so we understand it's it's hangling hangling hanging off like a dangling sheath off the back of your yeah that's a sword you so right. now the story changes now, now the story changes you, understand it. you yes. weren't buying a yes. a knife you're buying a yes. sword that's correct annie okay i okay. went <laughs> yes i went from very appropriate gerber okay. knife good multi-purpose knife lovely for camping uh one two no knife is going to protect me against the bear fallacy number one right that's mm. never going to happen mm-hmm. three carry a sword carry, carry a, sword. a yeah. full-fledged full sword, sword that the military did not carry yeah uh, around for the two times a year you go camping uh-huh. really yeah. three maybe if it's not too hot who uh-huh. knows anyhow that's where my head's at during this quarantine okay. so yeah great your, hey speaking of i'm having my first update. i'm on my way right now to my first covid test oh why I'm doing an event this week that uh, everyone attending is required to be tested before the event, which I think is great. You're doing an event? Uh, it's not a big event. It's a small event. It's like it's not a speaking event. It's a recorded thing. But they're having everyone, cameramen, everyone who's there has to be tested before they come. I bet there's Ooh. 10 people there total. But can they just us, are. What? Can you tell us what the event is or is it still secret? Yeah, no, we announced it. It's a um, it's a book a live book signing event with Lauren Aikens. Oh, neat. Yeah. And so everybody there is getting tested. So I'm on my way right now. It's my appointment. Good luck. Also, I'm sorry. I miss all of the things that you announce. I am your least. I am the worst on social media. I don't care. With everyone, even people I care about. Like I am (laughs) never going to know a person had a kid. I'm never going to be aware. Very fine. Um, But I'm very interested to see what the experience is like. And I'm very hopeful that I'm not asymptomatic and carrying it because that'll be a real shift in tone come Friday (laughs) if I'm back in my house. But I feel fine. I don't know anybody who has it. All the people I've spent time with, a couple of my friends who I've spent time with just got tested last week for different reasons and everyone's Mm -hmm. negative. So I'm feeling good. But but we're still in the days of pandemic and we still get tested and today's the day. Oh, carry a knife with you. Or sword. (laughs) A sword, I know. You never know what's going to happen. I know, I can't wait to tell you what it's like on Friday. Ooh, I hope... Yeah, you got to like at least text a thumbs up or thumbs down. I will. I will do that. Okay. I promise. All right. Um, all right, friends. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Friday. Go wash your hands. Bye, buddies. <laughs> <laughs>